There was an idea to bring together a pair of unremarkable people to see if they could become something more. So when we needed them, they could review the films that everyone already had. I'm Joe. My mum's name is Aileen, and you're listening to My Mum Missed Marvel. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is a collection of 23 films, which have grossed a combined total of over $22.5 billion at the box office alone. It's the largest film franchise of all time, and has been a big part of my life for the past 11 years. For my mum, not so much. Dread them, run from them, podcasts still arrive. <laughs> or should I say, My Mum Missed Marvel, the podcast in which my mum... Hello. <laughs> ...and I watch every Marvel film in order has. <laughs> mum, how are you doing? I should have gone, hello. And then <laughs> the right tone for that intro Yeah, we're, we're getting into the proper big stuff now. We're going to watch Avengers Infinity War this week, mum. You've been waiting for this one for a while. Oh, I have. How how are you feeling about this going in before we start talking about it at all? I really hope you've not hyped this up so much that I'm going to be disappointed. I probably have. I probably have. When you told me it was three hours long, I got a bit alarmed, I have to say, so it better be bloody good. So I've looked into this since last time, and the film is... Hold on, I've got it up on my screen... The film is two hours and 29 minutes, so it's not as long as I All remembered right, okay. it being. I think what I was thinking was it should be three hours or even four, <laughs> so that we could the film could just be longer and spend more time in it. But okay. it's only two and a half, so it's only a little bit longer than Black Panther was. Okay, okay, that's fine. No, I'm looking forward to it. I do recognise lots of people talk about it, so I do recognise that this is generally regarded as an ace A very film. good one, at least, yeah. yeah. I will say one of the many positive things I'll say about it before we watch it is that it doesn't feel two and a half hours long. It okay. really flies by. Okay. But um, yes, you were mentioning if I'd hyped it up too much. I probably have. So temper your expectations in the terms. A little that bit. Okay. Sometimes the ones that I like aren't your favorite ones and everything. But at the same time, hype for this film was massive before it came out, Mum. And with all of those and me trying to temper my own expectations, I still loved it, having right. very high expectations going in. So hopefully okay. none of this should matter and whatever I say, you'll still enjoy yourself. Okay. I don't know, we'll find out. <laughs> right, so Avengers Infinity War, this is what everything's been building to. This has everyone from all of the previous films in it that is everyone. currently alive, essentially. This is oh, okay. bringing together the entire cast of the MCU. So... I think people joked a lot when it was coming out that it had like 60 main characters because everyone <laughs> has to share the screen with each other and they've all been main characters in their own films. I thought it might be quite fun if we went for a little challenge here, Mum. You up for a challenge? Oh, dear. Yes, okay. Right. <laughs> I'm not... I am already expecting not to do very well at this if it relies on memory and anyway. I think you're going to do fantastically, <laughs> Mum. Right. right, so with no real prep for this, we've got a little bit of backstory getting into Infinity War. Some of our listeners might not have watched the entire MCU. Some people might not have watched any. They might have forgotten certain films. I have got one minute on my stopwatch uh -huh. here. Could you please explain to us the entire <gasps> MCU up until this point? Off you go. 
Uh, there's a whole bunch of superheroes who each have um, a unique set of uh, superpowers and they um, all, one way or another, come into the same universe and get together to save the world. Sometimes they fight against each other as well. Mm-hmm. Um but they, they, there's been a whole load of interconnections so far, all building yep. up to this big Infinity War where they all come together. Yeah, absolutely. What's oh, there's the a main... big, there's a big baddie. Yep. The main, the main baddie is called Thanos. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen What's a his little, goal? What's he trying to do? Uh, he's trying to collect all the Infinity Stones. There are six of them. Uh, I think I only know about three of them, but the, <laughs> um, they're spread around all over the place and. I, I'm assuming that Thanos is trying to get all of them. I mean, fair do to you, Mum. You did that in like 50 seconds. I think that's actually a pretty good summation. You you did what far better on that than I thought you would. Oh, thanks very much. <laughs> There's our timer. Good job. <laughs> right. Well, I thought you were going to recap. I thought you were going to ask me to name all the superheroes in the 60 main characters, and oh, that's, that's coming. I thought, oh, oh, that Don't worry, that's oh, coming. Oh, still up. got to do that one. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, the one that I was planning to do towards the end was name the Infinity Stones that we've seen so far. But as you mm. think you've only seen three, I'm not sure how well you'll do. Well, Would you like to have a go? What are the Infinity Stones? Where okay, are they at? There's the Tesseract, which I think is still yep. in Asgard. But Asgard has just... Oh, but Asgard's just been destroyed, that's mm. right. A point ah. that you did bring up in the Thor Ragnarok I did, I knew that. So who knows yes, what's happening that. with so that one? That? Yeah. Uh, yes, you're right, I um, had already anticipated that one. Mm-hmm. There's then uh, the red writhing power. What yes. was that one again? It was the called Ether. Ether. The Ether. Uh, mm-hmm. I have no idea where that one is. Where is that one? That one was, it, it was a long time ago that we saw this. That one's with the Collector. Oh, Remember yes. when he, he tried said to get the one down, five to yeah. go. That's yeah, that's right. the one. Yeah. So that's that's two down for us. That's two down for us. There's um, the one that's in Vision's forehead. Very nice. What's it called? Stone. The Mind Stone. Right. Mm-hmm. There's one that's in a sword or a weapon of some sort, isn't there? Is it not? Mm-hmm. Oh. Not quite sure which one you mean here. Uh, Maybe thinking of colours might help you. I can't remember anymore. So you've got the red one, you've got the the tesseract, which is blue. Blue. You've got the aether. Mindstone is the aether. Oh, hold on, is I've, red. I just said the red one. So red, blue. Blue. The one in vision skull is, is yellow. yellow. Is there a green one then, presumably? Yes, it was quite a big plot point in one of the films that we watched. Oh, Crivens above. A very magical film. Very strange film, you could say. <gasps> Doctor Strange. What yep. was the one in there? I the the green one, the, the green. one that turns back time, the Eye of Agamotto. Oh, the Eye of Agamotto. Yeah, the, the time the one. Eye of Agamotto, yes, that's <laughs> Fantastic. Right. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. the last one was the Guardians of the Galaxy purple one. Yes, I don't know what it's called, though. Uh, that was the power one. I think it's on Xandar. Yeah, they, they get it back and they give it to the Nova Corps to look after. Right, so that's five then. So there's still one that we haven't come across yet. And there's one that we haven't seen yet. Well done, Mum. I think you, I think you got 90% of that yourself. Okay. Brilliant. And so, <laughs> yeah, the last thing that I was going to do, which might take a while, might not take very long, is would you like to run through as many characters in the MCU as you can remember? Who are the main players that are going to be in this film? And what's a two or three word description of what their vibe is? Okay, so there's uh, there's Iron Man, who is a <laughs> an arrogant millionaire philanthropist genius. Right. Uh, there's um, Captain America, mm-hmm. who is Mister Morality. 
Yep, um, Mr. Morality himself. And Frozen, yes. There's uh, Ant-Man, who mm-hmm. can shrink to the size of an ant. Strange third choice there, but okay. I, I, I don't know why that came up. <laughs> I mean, Thor. Yeah, I feel like yeah, for I most people, I Thor would come yeah, up. I don't, I don't know why Ant-Man yeah. came. I don't know why Ant-Man <laughs> came. I think it's because I was thinking of, of uh, Team Cap, and he he had um, gone into Team Cap, hadn't he, Ant-Man? I don't know why that came up. Yes, right. sure. Thor, who is, is yeah, I, I like Thor for his fish out of water stuff. There's his Very brother, good. Loki. As well. nice. um, there is Spider-Man, mm-hmm. a, very, a very young Spider-Man. There's Black oh, Panther, there who we've just yep. seen, who have, like very much Black Panther. There's uh, Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the other woman who is Scarlet Witch. Yep. There is um, a Winter Soldier, Bucky. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye. Yep. Falcon. Yep. Vision. Yep. Um... Who am I missing? Uh, missing one member of the original Avengers. Pretty incredible uh, member. Uh, the Hulk, good grief. Yeah, the Hulk. The Hulk. Yeah, good grief, the Hulk. And um, actually, the other War Machine one. War Machine, lovely. War Machine. Um, he's out in space. He's out in space, is he? Who's out in space? Who's out in space? Yes. Which two films have we watched that have a bunch of space people in them? Oh my goodness, them? yes. Um, Peter, there's a Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, what cool. do you call him? Star-Lord? Star-Lord. Star-Lord, Gamora, all them, Drax, Rocket, uh, Baby Groot. Am I missing somebody from that team? Missing one person, two people from that team. But, I mean, you're on 20 so far, which is pretty good, Mum. I'm quite pleased with myself, actually. It's not bad. Anyone else uh, that you can think of? Wasp. Sure. Uh, does that count? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be. We haven't seen them in a film yet, but could be. Um, who am I missing from Guardians of the Galaxy? That's terrible. There's the Collector. There's the ma- not the Master. The Jeff. I don't know if one. we can count the Collector as a guy on the <laughs> side of good here, Mum. He's kind oh, of a nebulous, morally ambiguous. But Sorry. oh, you didn't think we were doing the goodies, and you just happened to name twenty good guys in a row. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mentioned Loki, and you didn't. He didn't yeah, me. Well, yeah, he's kind of on the verge, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. more morally complex, I suppose. Yes. I think 20 is a pretty respectable number. That's not there, bad. Man. That's not bad, is it? I'm, I'm quite yeah. impressed myself. Right, just tell me who I missed from Guardians of the Galaxy then. Nebula is sort of on the oh, team now, yes. a little bit. Yes, that's right. And Mantis like has joined the team. It, that's ah, a bit cheeky. Right. I guess it's not okay. clear if either of them are really on the team at the end okay. of the film, perhaps. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah, I think the only real heavy hitters that you missed out there which uh, everyone's going to miss out some people uh, you didn't say Doctor Strange didn't I no I don't think so we mentioned him when we were talking about the Infinity Stones but yeah that's uh, that's, right. that's some of the cast that's in this film okay so that's so, two of them yeah, and that doesn't count the baddies into. how many baddies are still alive anyway Thanos we're clearly going to meet so is this an expectation you have are you expecting a bunch of people to come back and kind of team up are they kind of... are they all just killed and dead and dispatched? We're no longer having to bother well, who about knows? anybody They're all else. in various different places. Some people got arrested. Some people died. But the I'd say that if you're expecting a big villain team up film, this isn't no, really not that. that type okay, of it's not that. Deal. Then, is no, it? this has a more singular focus. This okay. film. Does Fury come back? Nick Fury. Yeah, come Fury's back? one. Yep. There Yay. you go. I, th- I think your grand total was either twenty-one or twenty-two. There, mum. 
Very good. I think I did say Doctor Strange, you know, listen to the recording back. Who knows, maybe I'm going to look like a real idiot here and you did say him. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, Mum. I guess only the listeners and me later on will know. <laughs> so, yeah, without further ado, there's not much to say that we haven't already said. You've basically done the cast listing for me there. Josh Brolin is the main person that's joining this film. He was in No Country for Old Men, if you know that guy. I think he was also in True Grit. And the what, film is a was... new character? So, uh, kind of. Not really new. We haven't seen much of them yet. And the film is done. <laughs> Mom's giving me a very shifty look here. Like she doesn't really believe me or she thinks there's something mm. going on. Mm. And finally, it's directed by Joe and Anthony Russo. The Russo ah, brothers, the one. ones that did Civil War and yep. the second Captain America. So this is normal good, good stuff, hopefully. Good. We, I think we've been pretty big fans of the two films that they've done yep. so far. Yeah. Oh, so... <laughs> Do you have any expectations for the film, Mum? Any guesses that you'd like to make of how this one's going to go? Well, it's Infinity War following Civil War. I'm kind of hoping that they're not fighting against each other again, but I don't okay. know. They might. Sure. I'm, I'm hoping it's them against a united against a bigger foe, like whatever Thanos can pull together. Okay. Because I'd rather they were fighting in the same side than against each other. But I know like I'm, I'm a girl, own, I'm you? not a boy. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, just, I don't know if we want to lock people into those types of categories, Mum. But you're you're more of a fan of the party scenes when they're yeah. hanging out than the action scenes when they're punching each other's faces <laughs> repeatedly exactly. until they bleed. Yes. Okay, <laughs> I think that's fair enough, Mum. Hmm. Fantastic. Well, Mum... I don't know if we can stall anymore. I think it might be time to watch Infinity War. I think it might be. Oh, let's go. See you on the other See side, Mum. side. Oof. Welcome back, everyone, to my mumbest Marvel. <laughs> a, that was a big one there, Mum. Yeah, how, how are you doing? Yeah, we just watched still, Infinity War. I'm still shell-shocked. I know, oh, yeah. 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 It was a it was a huge film, which even though we've now seen it quite a long time ago, it's yeah. had a bit of an impact. And uh it's a very special discussion that we've got this week because we're joined for maybe the second time on a full episode by a guest. We have Ross joining us today. Hi Ross, how are you? Hello there. I'm good, Joe. Uh, hello, Aileen. How are you doing? Hello, hello. <laughs> Ross is alien mum that your cousin I'm always a bit confused about who you actually Ooh, are Ross you're, let's you're get like into my this. first cousin second cousin are you removed in one or two ways I'm not entirely sure third rib twice removed put back together yeah. and then get, taken back something out like again. That. yeah yeah something like yeah. that you're part of the Scottish <laughs> clan yeah it's part of the Scottish yeah. clan that would be that yeah <laughs> Part of the so, North contingency. So the uh, balance of people on the podcast who are Scottish has just gone over 50% again after Alec balanced it out nicely there. <laughs> Speaking of Alec, the one thing that I asked him when he guested on the podcast, Ross, was why he chose the film that he chose to join the podcast. I'll ask the same question to you. What is it about Infinity War that made you want to join in this time? Uh, what made me want to join in, in, in one word, would be Thanos. Um, I think a, a recu- yeah, uh, a recurring theme that you've uh, sort of talked about throughout the films is is the antagonist of the film, hmm. the bad guy, as it were, hmm. quote unquote, and how 
uninteresting some of them have been and how as the films hmm. have progressed they've become more and more interesting until they've mm-hmm. become what this guy who has been the shadowy figure throughout who just seems mm-hmm. like a kind of a bit of an evil bad guy he's bad to his daughters he's, he's been mm-hmm. twisted and evil and then they've given this really kind of conundrum of what he's doing is wrong Yep, as we may have discussed before and I've discussed with other people genocide is not a good thing <laughs> <laughs> but there is this thing of, of overusing of resources and him trying to I don't know, they, they give a good almost justify his actions, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So you get yeah. to you get yeah. to see where his beliefs come from and mm-hmm. therefore some mm-hmm. of them some of them are quite challenging as a bad guy because he's doing something for the good of the many in some ways. The universe for his own his, in his the universe, view, yeah. yeah. In his view, which mm-hmm. a lot of evil people are, they think they're missing, mm-hmm. possibly doing good. But but you kind of, I don't know, they present it in such a fashion that I don't fully disagree with his actions. He's got some good points. Oh. He's got some surprisingly legit arguments that he makes over the course of the film. And I think part of the surprise yeah. of it is going, huh, okay, I can see where he's coming from in more of a way than I thought I might be able to, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And there's also there's also um, some great things without giving too much of what happens away to our viewers, uh, viewers, listeners, oh, viewers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming people just stare at their phone screens whilst they're listening to. This. Yes, yeah. exactly. You've got a good album exactly. artwork. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, without giving anything away, the film ends in such an untypical way of Absolutely. superhero movies mm. and that the elk that. I'm kind of. I haven't watched Endgame. I haven't watched the other two after it. Um, Captain Marvel. Yes. And. Wow, that's extraordinary. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't. It's such a good ending that I, I don't. I, I just don't want it ruined. I just. I, yeah. Although yeah. they've taken me on that, such, such a big journey. I was like, I don't. Please don't ruin yeah. it. Don't. Uh-huh. I think yeah. you are the only person that I've ever met who has seen Infinity War and has not then gone on to watch Endgame afterwards. I know people that have skipped various films in the MCU. I know people that have only watched Spider-Man and have skipped the majority of the other ones and, you know, only show up for the big ones and stuff. I don't know anyone else, apart from Mum currently, who has seen (laughs) Infinity War and has not seen Endgame. (laughs) Yeah, it has become my New Year's resolution. Uh... Oh really? <laughs> to, to see it, yeah. <laughs> to see. All oh, right, okay. Well, I thought you were going to try and resist forever, but you should watch along with us, then, Ross. You should watch along. I, with I, I New Year's resolution that's... for this year and for every other year is to <laughs> not watch Endgame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very manageable, but it's not very much effort. <laughs> yeah, uh, abstinence. I, I yeah. should say that this is something that I forgot about you, Ross, because we have actually recorded this episode before this is the yeah. second time that we're all here together on our podcast recording software <laughs> listening <laughs> discussing infinity war because the first time we did it it did not record properly so uh, this it, is, uh... it did not record properly that's good use the passive tense joe and then uh, nobody's oh, okay. for this. I, I, I will i will focus it in <laughs> ross's audio didn't record <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which probably mislabels the blame, as I probably should have noticed that as the, that... You know, the guy that's probably in charge of more tech on the podcast. But yeah, whoever was to fault, probably mum, the, the podcast yeah. episode is lost. Yeah, she's the wisest of us all. 
Yeah, we recorded uh, for an hour and a half that discussion yeah. before we cut it down, of course. But an hour and a half of just pure gold, and, and it was so petty and insightful. Uh, and, yeah, can, the worst part of it is you can listen to two thirds of it because my audio and your audio, <laughs> Mum, were absolutely fine. It's just every now and then there are long pauses when Ross <laughs> says something, and then we both laugh. It's absolutely heartbreaking. So we've got to try to recapture that. But um, I think it's been a while since we recorded that one. So I think a lot of these things, like Ross mentioning that he hasn't seen Endgame, are going to be somewhat fresh again, as we've forgotten exactly what other people's opinions were on things. And I've also forgotten practically the whole film as well. I can't (laughs) wait to listen to your recap. This is going to be amazing. And we'll try not to refer back to the previous recording too much when we do this. But boy, that recap was meandering. Okay. It's <laughs> probably not going we'll to be any better. Oh, we'll see if you can remember constant. the names of the places. I know. Yeah, yeah there right. was one constant of a name of a place. I'm not going mm. to mention Titan, by the way. <laughs> yeah, mum didn't. Mum couldn't figure out what Titan was. <laughs> so let's see if you've got that sorted for the recap. But right. Before that, okay. before we get into a recap, mum, we've kept everyone waiting on Tenterhooks for too long. It's the first part of the climax of the MCU, arguably the best film in the MCU. What did you think of it? Wow. Oh wow! It's just straight for the bell. Fantastic. Straight for the bell. I was if I if the bell worked properly. I would actually do a little series of bells here. I'm very glad, Mum. High praise. You enjoyed yourself then. I did. I thought it was an extraordinary film, actually. I thought it was very bold. Ross has already Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. referred to the ending. I can't remember whether we're still in the bit of no spoilers, but it was a very courageous ending. Um, I think we can probably just go for it now. If if you've gotten this far and you haven't listened to Infinity War, do please just turn off the podcast and go and watch Infinity War. Let, let's let's get fully into it. <laughs> and actually, throughout this podcast, you've been saying, oh, you envied me watching it fresh and not having seen mm, trailers mm. and everything like that. And I can see that, you know, that, that I, I, I understand what you mean by that. But I was actually really jealous of you having mm-hmm. seen that in the cinema because that must have been extraordinary. Yes. In the early days yes. of seeing that, before it was kind of widely known that the ending was so shocking, it must have been extraordinary to watch that in the cinema. And just kind of, I can just imagine, you know, the, 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 the kind of static in the air as the was... audience took this in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watching Infinity War, and, and we, we, by this point, were seeing the films, if not on opening night, like very close, like within a couple of days of them coming out, we'd go down to the cinema. We'd see them in packed cinemas full of people that are really, really into the films. And I've still never had a film experience like the ending of Infinity War. Throughout the entire film, there's like cheering at different points. People are laughing along with it and everything. Yep. People are like, ooh, oohing and ahhing at the different action beats and stuff. It's just, there's a really, really great feel of being in there. And the ending was just everything went to utter silence. There were occasional mm-hmm. gasps yeah. of disbelief, but deep into the credits, there was just silence. Everyone was just sitting absolutely stunned. And I remember that feeling really persisting all the way out of the cinema after we'd sat through the whole credits, the end credits scene, mm. leaving, going to the pub afterwards. It was just a feeling of shell-shockedness. Yeah. yeah. And oh, yeah. having never seen something like that before, this is the thesis of the podcast, which is that superhero films have become a lot better nowadays and are doing interesting things. Mm-hmm. And boy, yeah. if you want to point at a film to prove that point, you can point at Infinity War. I mean... 
the yeah. points that we're going to talk about in a little while about the reversal of the protagonist antagonist roles in yeah. a film the fact that the good guys lose i mean mm. we, yeah. we've talked about On predictability and scale. Yeah, yeah and and formulaic stuff in superhero films one of the most predictable things is that the good guys always win it's a joke yeah. it was a joke yeah. up yeah. until this point that the yeah. good guys always win in superhero films what an amazing idea to make a film where they don't and like yeah. you say ross in a massive massive yeah. way yeah i think what's quite what's i've noticed about a lot of films that i've really enjoyed is that actually at the start of this film they set up how the tone of it very early on right in mm, the first scene mm. if you're in left in no doubt as to what's going to happen but because you enjoy and the way they transfix you like you were saying joe people are laughing people have already mm. forgotten things that have almost happened because they're enjoying <laughs> the experience and have been taken along mm. and for you know, by the time that comes around, it's like a revelation. But if you, when you, when I started rewatching it, I was like, "Oh, this was so highlighted to me right from the start." <laughs> yeah. And if, for anyone who's not watched American Beauty, right at the start of the film, they say, "Less uh, Kevin Spacey's character says, in less than a year, I'll be dead.'" And then yeah. at the end of yeah. the film, when he gets shot, I was like. <gasps> Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah, what happens? What? And then you watch oh, it again yeah. the second time. You go, oh, he says that right at the start. I right totally start. forgot uh-huh. that. Yeah. Because you get sucked in, and this film sucks you in so well and brings Absolutely. brings all those yeah things together. And I like to say, starts. I think because it is such a thought provoking film, like I said, but hmm. specifically mm-hmm. with Thanos, that you 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 just totally lose track of. Maybe the sight of what's being foreshadowed to suddenly uh-huh. then when it happens, you're like, oh, because yeah, there was si- there was complete I mean, silence in the cinema. Absolutely, afterwards. two characters die in the first scene, and you only remember that like a week after watching the yes, film because right. everything else that happens in it is so <laughs> massive. Yeah. And two characters that have been in a bunch of different films die yeah. in the first scene. Uh, that's as right. Well. So Loki and uh, Heimdall. Yeah. yeah? Um, this might lead us well into yeah. the recap, Mum. Would, okay, like uh, would you like to? Let's do Would you like to start? Would you like to start? I'll do my best. Here? Okay. As Ross has already said, the central figure of this film is Thanos, and he has been mm-hmm. quite shadowy up until now. But the film brings the Avengers and the Guardians of the Galaxy together to fight Thanos. Now, Thanos is out to collect the six Infinity Stones, which have also been developed nicely through all the films, yep. and. When he gets the six Infinity Stones, his intention is to destroy half the universe to bring balance, is what he says. And this is where the whole kind of moral conundrum comes in. Mm -hmm. The Infinity Stones, just to recap, because I now know (laughs) what they are, each control an essential aspect of existence. And they are. Have, have you gone back and actually watched the scene in which they explain it again? I, I think did, that's a direct did, quote from the collector, isn't I it? I did. I absolutely <laughs> went back. Done, Mom. I absolutely went back and I wrote it down so the that I The recollector. <laughs> the recollector. Very good. Very one. good. <laughs> so the six stones are space, reality, power, soul, mind, and time. Those are the ones, yeah. At the start. All but soul. Yes, that's right. We haven't seen the soul yet. And they've appeared in some film or another. At the beginning Mm -hmm. of the film, Thanos has already got one of them. He's got the power stone because he stole it from Xandar. Yep. I can't remember what film in, but he's already got one. He does that off screen. That's like a little surprise that when his first reveal happens, he's already got one. And you're like, oh, okay, we're getting straight off to the start of this then. Okay. 
that that first scene where we've that we've already referred to where Loki and Heimdall die is he gets the space stone from inside the Tesseract because he kills Loki and destroys the Asgardian spaceship. Yeah, so you were right in your prediction that the massive spaceship might have been Thanos. When it was I, I, yeah, I got that one. I got mm-hmm. that one. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, the predictor. <laughs> <laughs> the reflector and the predictor now. So he's got the so he's got two now right at the start of the film he's got the power stone and he's now got the space stone um mm. just before heimdall dies he manages to send the hulk back to earth that's quite important because it is it, important but it's aye. not before hulk gets utterly destroyed by thanos which in a, in is also a quite contest shocking. of strength yeah yeah because you've got so if you were to think right who's the who's the most powerful avenger it's the hulk and it's yep, that probably. boy thing that we've spoken about before of who would win a fight if you put them against them? <laughs> who would win that football match if you put them against them? It's, who would win a fight if you put Thanos against Hulk? Well, oh my it's, goodness. It's that done to the most brilliant effect. You want your bad guy to immediately appear incredibly powerful and imposing. I can't think of a better way than having them beat the Hulk <laughs> beat in the a Hulk. fist fight immediately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. So there you go. A whole load of stuff has been set up right from that very first scene. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's two stones. We know that there are two more stones in Earth. Time, because Doctor Strange has got the eye of, what's it called? Agamotto. Agamotto. And mind is actually in Vision's forehead. So we know mm-hmm. that there are two of the stones on Earth and that Thanos is likely to go there to try and get them. Yep. Um, the reality stone is on nowhere, the planet nowhere. Yep. And we don't know where the soul stone is at that point. Yes. That's the kind of mystery. I don't. I don't think we did. Yeah. No. Gamora no. knows where it is, but I don't think the audience knows. Right. Okay. No. So basically, as I said, the film is about Thanos's quest to collect all the stones, and the narrative cuts between all the different fights that ensue as he's <laughs> collecting the stones from two from essentially and, yeah, yeah one or nine. so the ultra short version of my summary which is already how many minutes long joe uh, this is, is this is going on five right is that despite the best joint efforts of the combined avengers and the guardians of the galaxy thanos does manage to get all the stone and complete mm. his dastardly plan with shocking <laughs> tragic consequences I like the idea that it's a it's a dastardly plan in that he's he's twirling his little moustache <laughs> whilst he's doing. <laughs> he's just poured some oil out of the back of his uh, out the back yeah. of his car, and his his little dog goes. <laughs> a dastardly plan. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. The essentially. I mean, do do you want to go into how the little uh, how how the groups all come together so that when we're talking about stuff a little bit later yeah, on, well, we know uh, what's happening and. And you know, get into the details of what the disastrous consequences are. Okay, I'll try my best. I'll start off with the time stone because that's quite straightforward. Um, there's mm-hmm. chaos in the streets of New York because Thanos sends down some of his henchmen to to try and get the the time stone. And so Iron Man is there along mm-hmm. with Doctor Strange and Wang, Wang, Wong, Wong. The Hulk is there. Well, Bruce Banner's there. Can't mm-hmm. quite turn into the Hulk. And Spidey turns up, so they all fight Thanos' minions, and Doctor Strange is saved by Iron Man and Spider Man. And they decide 
they 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 board a spaceship just before yeah. this. Yeah, they they, they capture Doctor Strange and take him on the spaceship. Yeah, so the, so, so Spider Man and Iron Man follow on the spaceship. That's right. So the so the the first attempt to get the time stone is unsuccessful. So they mm-hmm. all scoot off, and they've still got Doctor Strange uh, Doctor Strange with the with the time stone. They are on the alien spaceship at this point. They're on the alien spaceship. Yes, so the, it's it's semi successful. They captured Doctor Strange. But Iron Man and Spider-Man hitch a ride and then they manage to save him and then they're on the oh, spaceship. Oh, That's the big donut kind of a spaceship, that one. Yeah. Yes. The big donut yes. spaceship. The big donut one. That's right. Okay. So around the time that Thanos destroyed the Asgardian spaceship at the beginning, the Guardians of the Galaxy, meanwhile, are kind of mm-hmm. cruising, cruising through space, boogieing along to some cool... Rubber Man? Rubber Man. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then they, they, they come across the debris of the Asgardian spaceship and they actually see Thor, who had been kind of blown up when the when the spaceship was blown up. Mm-hmm. So there's some really cool scenes where Thor and Peter Quill uh, have good <laughs> banter between them. That's funny. Yeah, they have a great dynamic. Yeah. And then that little team on the spaceship split up into two. So mm-hmm. Thor, Rocket and Groot go off to get Thor a weapon because Thor hasn't got Mjolnir anymore and Quill, Gamora, Drax and Mantis go to nowhere because that's where the reality stone is because the collector is there. Yes. So Mm -hmm. far so good. This is where I get confused. So far no one's gone to Titan, yeah. (laughs) I'm not even going to mention it. (laughs) until. I'm not even going to I mean, you'll have that. to mention it at some point because they do go to Titan at, the at one point in the film. This is what I kept getting wrong the first time, folks, and these two were poking <laughs> fun at me like you wouldn't believe. I think anyway. you'd, you'd already mentioned Titan about three or four right, times well, by this well, point not, in the recap. I, I, I so just... good job so far, Mum. <laughs> anyway, during the course of the film, we get quite a bit more about Thanos and Gamora's backstory. Mm-hmm. So Thanos had saved Gamora when she was a wee girl and adopted her. Which sounds very kind, but he adopted her because he killed half of her home planet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which he says was on the brink of collapse. And actually, it was only because of his actions that it had subsequently thrived. Mm-hmm. So that that's quite an interesting backstory as well, because there's a bit, there's kindness there in that he saved her. But, you know, yes. it, it was in the middle of this, you know, monstrous act. And also, she clearly you know, hated him by this stage anyway, because we've hmm. seen that in previous Gardens of the Galaxy films and things. I think the the vital point here is that she asks, she tells Peter that she knows something that Thanos doesn't and Thanos wants to know. And if ever Thanos captures her, he's got to kill her. Yes. Yeah. And what she knows is where the soul stone is. So that's mm-hmm. the kind of mystery, that she's the one who knows where the... Uh, and she tells Thanos she doesn't know, but Thanos knows that she does know. Yeah, they meet Thanos in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So this is where I get confused. Is this where they go to Titan then? No, is this where the... Spe- <laughs> oh, God. It's oh. happening again. No, it's happening nowhere, again. Mom. They go well, to they go nowhere, Mum. They go to nowhere That's right, that's right. They go to nowhere. Oh, God, yeah. I did that again, didn't I? Right. Yep. That's right. Right, I have got this now in my head. I've got it straight. Right, cut that bit out. Cut that bit out, Joe, when we get to it, because it makes me look really stupid. (laughs) 
<laughs> Snip. <laughs> Mum, if I cut out a part of the episode where one of us looks stupid, oh, we wouldn't have my a podcast. God. Uh, that's true enough, right enough. Okay, so then, so they go to nowhere. Yes. Um, yeah, they do. And so the Guardians of the Galaxy meet Iron Man, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Nope. No. No, 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 no. no that, where's that <laughs> right, then? That's tight. So they go, they go to... <laughs> Well, it's in the atmosphere. It's in the atmosphere of Titan. It's on the spaceship, and then they all go to Titan together. Okay, so what? Ha- so oh, no, they, they, right, and nowhere. I've got it now. They, they, they go to nowhere. to nowhere because the collector has the reality stone, and they want to get there first. And when they get that's there, where Thanos... Gamora. Gamora. I remember now because that's where Gamora and Thanos have the thing. So Gamora thinks she's killed Thanos, but Thanos had already got there first and stolen the reality stone, so she hadn't killed him. That's what it is, isn't it? Yes. So they get there and Thanos is basically interrogating the Collector. They try to ambush him. Gamora thinks she's killed him. But then it turns out that he had got the reality stone already. The Collector is already dead. The entire place is basically on fire and about to explode. And Thanos manages to space space teleport away before... Well, not before. He, Quill tries to kill Gamora. That's right. Keep, yeah. keep his word. Thanos does the reality stone stuff to uh, stop him from being able to do it and leaves yeah. with Gamora, leaving with the rest Gamora. of the Guardians completely defeated. And Yes. Then they the, the Guardians get a contact from Nebula who tells them to meet her on Titan, on which Titan. is where they run into the Avengers, or part of the Avengers. That's what I was... Yeah, okay. So that's when Thanos and Gamora start having some scenes together and you see that Nebula's there and that Thanos has been torturing Nebula and Nebula manages to escape, but Thanos manages to get the location of the Soul Stone out of Gamora before Nebula manages to escape. That's right. So they go so, off in so search of the Soul Stone. So they go off in search of the Soul Stone. So they get to the Soul Stone. This is quite a good bit as well because the gatekeeper turns out to be Red Skull. Who was expecting yeah, that? right. Who I'll was tell you now, that? Mom, absolutely no one. There were zero <laughs> theories of that no. that I heard before the film. Maybe like one guy predicted it on like a, a uh, weird Reddit post or something. But I didn't know a single person that was like, you know what's going to be in this film? Red Skull. Uh, yeah. And do you know what? What is really good? I even recognised him. Even you did. Fair, fair credit, fair credit <laughs> to you, Mum. You got it immediately without any prompting, name and all. Yep, that's right. So I don't want to diminish it. He does have quite a unique look. He does, isn't <laughs> no. it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to be fair, his bad. name is what he looks like. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you see, I, I, if you've been following, you see, yeah. if you've been following along, though, there is the famous, famous, <laughs> famous film where I failed to recognise Bucky like for a long while. Like a lot of people, Mum, if you if you go back and listen to that episode, you'll remember that I actually failed to recognise him the first time I, I saw it as well, because it had been a couple of years since I'd seen Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, that's yeah. right. Okay. Anyway, Red Skull is, is more instantly recognisable. Mm-hmm. And this, so this is what, the planet is called Ver, Vermeer or something? Vormir, yeah. Vormir. Vormir. And the gatekeeper, so Red Skull tells him that the, the Soul Stone extracts a terrible price. Hmm. You can only get it if you make a sacrifice. So in order to get the soul stone, you've got to make a sacrifice. And the sacrifice is to sacrifice somebody that you love. or You've got to lose something yeah. that you love before you can obtain the stone. So mm-hmm. at first Gamora thinks, oh, well, that's fine. Thanos can't get it because he doesn't love anybody. So ha, 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 hoist by your own petard. 
But actually... <laughs> I think that's a line from the film, yeah. Ha ha ha, I Very Shakespearean, this Gamora. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, Dad, she says. <laughs> and she does the little L symbol on her forehead. Yeah, but that's quite. I mean, that's another funny thing, though. That not a funny thing. That's another interesting thing about the film because that we were all kind of going along with that, yeah. you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you see this little tear in Thanos's mm. eye, and it turns out that he did love Gamora. So in fact, he can make the ultimate sacrifice, and he does, shockingly, and he gets the Soul Stone. Yeah, he throws Gamora yeah. off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. So now he's got four stones. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we cut to Thor, who has gone I'm, off. I'm loving this because th- there's a part from like maybe ten minutes into the film. There's a whole like half of the film that you haven't even been mentioning. Yet. Even, you've done the you've done, done the space again. stuff, but you didn't like the wonder and oh, um, vision scene at the mind, beginning. You said like, that. That's like five minutes in. <laughs> Ah uh, well, you don't need to necessarily tell a film in chronological order, though. I if know you're doing it's just uh, this is just yeah. We we keep on getting deeper and deeper in, and we still haven't gone to Edinburgh. It's amazing. Okay, right. We haven't spoken <laughs> about the Mind Stone yet, which is set in Edinburgh Old Town, and this is actually quite. Uh, this was quite a nice little touch because I didn't hmm. know this was going to be set in Edinburgh Old Town, and I was actually watching the film in Edinburgh. Yeah, I know. We go to Edinburgh all the time. And there we had lovely pictures of Coburn Street and all around Mm -hmm. St Giles. Well, they weren't all lovely pictures because they were having fights for quite a lot of it. Um, (laughs) But But we've been to the places that they were fighting. Yeah, we've been to the station, we've been to the roads many a time where Vision or Scarlet Witch gets thrown through a window at the beginning of the fight and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that is quite a nice touching scene. You're right; it was quite early on. I don't know why in my memory it, I hadn't done it before now. But yeah, so Scarlet Witch and Vision have been like living a life together. They've they're in a relationship, it's and it's very touching. Me. It's a nice. Yeah, it's really nice. Paul Bettany also has skin. Yes, um, he looks like a regular dude. He got to do a scene or two not in makeup, which must have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> so they go out. They go out for a wee walk. There's a nice scene, I think I mentioned this the last time, there's a really good scene where they're standing outside a shop on Coburn Street and if you zoom in on the, the, there's a label in the window, there's a notice in the window and the notice in the window says, we'll deep fry your kebab. (laughs) Which is actually stereotyping Scottish people quite a lot, I have to say. (laughs) We went back to that street the past summer when lockdown rules weren't particularly strict and everything seemed, you know, the future seemed somewhat bright and the, that shop isn't there. So I don't know if it was completely like a set for the thing, if it was there and has closed down since the film. But yeah, that, that uh, little deep frying kebab shop doesn't exist. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's quite funny. Okay, so anyway, Vision and Wanda go out one night and then the, the I think it's the minions, Thanos' minions have been sent down again and they end up having this big fight around St Giles and they get to Waverly Station at one point and then there's a very cool bit in Waverly Station when the cavalry arrives oh, and so good. there you've got Captain America, oh, so Natasha and Falcon turn up 
and there's a lot of fighting. There's quite a lot of fighting goes on, and the fighting's fine. And Can all we the take boys a quick like break and go and watch Infinity War? It's been a while since we've seen it now, actually. I want to go watch that bit again. It's so good. Yeah. The train yeah. goes by, and then Cap is standing silhouetted behind I... it, and he looks like such a badass. And then they yeah. throw a spear at him, and he catches it. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> He's got his hairs longer. He's got his long yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's, he's got the beard. His suit's yeah. all black now because he's like a rogue. Oh, man. Yes. So that, cool. Yeah, that's right. That was quite a spectacular entrance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they have a whole lot of fighting, and I assume they see the minions off. I can't really Yeah, remember. they see them off. Yes. Yeah, okay. Now, they go to see Rhodes, but... I can't really remember what happens now. It's too long ago since It's kind film. of just patching up the relationship after Civil War because Rhodes was on the other side yeah. um, and Vision was responsible for crippling him. So it's it's kind of just patching that up. Rhodes joins the team again and then they pop off to Wakanda yeah. after realising yes. that they need to get rid of the, the Mind Stone in Vision's the, head somehow. Right. Mm-hmm. But they need to remove it from his head first and the only people on the planet who might be able to do that are in Wakanda. So they go and see... Black Panther. Yeah, that's yes. I think that's why I always leave that till later when I'm thinking about yeah. the story yeah. because the Wakanda bit comes later on, and hmm. that's where they all end up in Wakanda. So when they get to Wakanda, obviously Black Panther and Bucky are there. Mm-hmm. All, all the tribesmen and women, the women warriors, um, and the sister, Black Panther's Shuri. sister, is that Shuri can can extract the stone. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll come back to them. Can I now go back to Thor? Am I allowed to go yep, back go to Thor? It. What they got right. So then, then in the meanwhile, so they go to this planet where it's they actually know that the, there are a whole load of people on this planet who can make wonderful weapons. But when they get there, there's only one left, and mm-hmm. it's um, Peter Dinklage, which is brilliant as well, which is another is. nice surprise as a, huge, as a giant. Uh, yeah, a huge dwarf. Dwarfs yeah. in the MCU are apparently massive. Yeah. Now it comes out that they made Thanos' gauntlet. So yes, they made the Infinity Gauntlet there. They made Peter the Dinklage did specifically, I think. Yes, right. Yep. So the whole planet's kind of destroyed, but they managed to fire up the furnace again by harnessing the power of the star or something. And it means... You made it sound significantly less cool than it is. It's a I massive know. forge which is built around a dying star and they restart yes. the heart of the dying because star to turn right. the forge back on. It's like, it's it's incredibly cool space nonsense. It is. They had to awaken the heart of the dying star. Yeah. yeah. But she di- which she managed to do, of course. Yeah, they do. They get it done. Um, so anyway, once they manage to get the forge going again, Thor has a new weapon, which is this fabulous axe called Stormbreaker. Yeah. And Groot made the handle for it. Don't know if that's yeah. significant either. He does. It's significant on the theme of sacrifice. It's true. Yes. He cuts off his. He yes. cuts off his arm. It can regrow, he but he, he gives his arm to he make does the give handle. His arm. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean. <laughs> okay, so the. Somewhat of a sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> So where are we now? So Thanos has still got the four stones. There are two still to get, the time stone and the mind stone. Mm-hmm. They finally, this is where we get to Titan, people. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, <Yay>! <laughs> <laughs> Because Thanos comes back from Formir when, when he's got the soul stone to Titan. And that's where Iron Man, Spider-Man, Peter Quill, Drax, Doctor Strange, Nebula turns yeah. up, Mantis are there. The Guardians um, and the Avengers have met up. They have a brief scuffle before scuffle. they find out that's, they're on the yes, same team and then they nice. decide to ambush yeah. Thanos. 
Yeah. And Mantis makes Thanos sleep. So it's quite interesting. So then so they have a, while, a big, huge fight with Thanos, yeah. <laughs> they, well, they try and remove his gauntlet while he's sleeping and they almost get there. But yeah. Peter realises that he's killed Gamora. And, that Thanos has, yeah. Yeah. And so he can't control his rage, starts fighting him and brings him out of the sleep. Mm-hmm. Then they have the big fight. And then as Thanos is about to kill Iron Man... And just as he's about to kill Iron Man, Doctor Strange does a weird thing and he actually just gives him the time stone to spare yes. Iron Man's life. Which, um, so just before the fight, Doctor Strange used the time stone to look forward into 14 million uh, possible futures and he apparently found only one where they won the fight. So then very mysteriously he gives the stone to Thanos at the end and Tony is like why did you do that if, if why did you spare my life and give up the time stone now we're all going to lose I suppose it was quite good that he gave it up to save Tony's life because he could just he could have seen the future and given it up anyway so he, at least he got something back for it at least yep, in the short term mm-hmm. but I couldn't work out why he'd done it although he yep, did it's, say it's definitely a him. question that the film <laughs> leaves hanging it, it yeah. doesn't fully answer it yeah 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 Clearly, he knows what, who who's meant to live and die in some kind of way, at least out of all the fourteen million six hundred and five well, possibilities. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's unclear how much Doctor Strange knows of what comes yeah. next. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on how much you trust Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Right. I had. Right. Okay. I'm talking about that. Okay, I shall move on with my summary, which I'm getting through mm-hmm. nice and So they lose here. on... on uh, so they lose on, on... I don't think it has a name. Uh, no. Um, they, no. So they've lost no. there. Certainly not Titan, but anyway. <laughs> no, not Thanos. No, that's Thanos. Thanos is a Titan, <laughs> is what you're... Yeah. You're getting confused about who Thanos is. Thanos is the Titan. They can't have the planet called the same thing, Mum. That would just be confusing. Right, so now we come to the big finale, the big final battle mm-hmm. scene, which is on Wakanda, and and it's all now yep. over the mind stone, which, as we know, is in Vision's forehead. Yep. This is where Thanos mounts his great final attack. This is where Joe's favourite moment of the whole film comes in. It might be. It's real, <laughs> real good. It's <laughs> <laughs> when Thor shoots in down from the heavens with with it's his just, new weapon god just, of thunder ugh. i mean i don't swear <laughs> on the podcast very often but it's so fucking cool it's absolutely amazing so that they're all fighting thanos has sent down loads of ships full of these creatures and there's some cool bits yeah. in the fight scene like you know everyone gets like a nice moment and stuff like panther's looking great captain america's really cool they're trying to get the mind rocket. stone out so there's this nice ticking clock and stuff and then suddenly thor arrives with rocket and groot and he, he first of all chucks his axe and it smashes a bunch of people and then he jumps and the whole screen goes black and there's this sound effect thing and he has the god of thunder stuff and then he slams it down man the audience lost their minds in the cinema it was the coolest moment it was so great 
It, yes, I can. I even I recognised it as a as a special moment. <laughs> it's it's yeah. only been eclipsed by Joe's retelling of it, though it has to be said. <laughs> and the, the the sheer enjoyment that's emanating from you is as much <laughs> power as the god of thunder. Um, There's a compilation videos that you can find online of people who were illegally filming in the cinema at the time, so you can get the audience reaction on like opening <laughs> weekend right, of yeah. how people reacted to that moment and I occasionally go back and watch those videos because it's just really satisfying to see everyone start freaking out and cheering it's so cool oh dear anyway sorry I've kind of jumped ahead a wee bit here because I should also have explained that by this stage Vision is on the operating table and Shuri's trying mm-hmm. to get the, the um, mind stone out of his head Wanda yep. is there to I think protect him so that if anybody broke in there would be some protection while this delicate yes, operation was plan. going on. But actually later on in the fight, when they're kind of struggling, she has to leave the operating table. And they haven't removed the stone by this point. So no, she goes haven't. she goes down to join in the fight. And then people break in and actually catch her. In a really, really good bit of you know, knowing exactly what the audience to these films is like. She comes down immediately as awesome because she's Scarlet Witch. Someone says, why wasn't she here the whole time? Then it immediately cuts to them breaking in and, like, you know, hitting Vision out of the building and stuff, and it immediately answers your question of why she couldn't have been there because suddenly Vision is fighting one of the um, guys who has a staff that if he stabs Vision, Vision can't use his powers anymore, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So then a second kind of fight but a more personal fight between Vision and this guy breaks out off to the side in like a little foresty area. Yes. And this actually ends up then, again, the theme of sacrifice does keep coming up throughout the film. Mm-hmm. You know, Thanos sacrificing Peter, you know, trying was, go, was prepared to sacrifice Gamora. Thanos sacrificed Gamora. Now Scarlet Witch has got to sacrifice Vision because the only way to destroy the stone, which is still in his forehead, is... So Thanos arrives. Yeah. Thanos arrives on the battlefield and takes down the Avengers that are there, one by one, with basically no... It looks like he's putting very little effort into it, essentially. He's got five of the six Infinity Stones, and he's just easily walking through the Avengers. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. And Scarlet Witch and Vision are at the very back of this line that are all just running towards Thanos, and they're out of time and Vision... The, the the idea is that she can destroy the stone because she got her powers from it. Mm-hmm. So uh, her like powers wave frequency is similar. So she's the only one that can do it and she has to start uh, destroying the stone whilst it's still in Vision's head. Yeah. Which, which she seems to do. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then, in a twist... Well, it's not a twist, but another wee surprise that took me by surprise anyway. Because Thanos has got the time stone... He reverses time and he gets the stone out of Vision anyway. Yeah. Puts, puts he the kills stone. Vision for the second yep. time in about a minute of runtime. Yeah. yeah. Quite brutally, it has to be said. Yeah, yeah. As soon as Vision was introduced and the stone was in his head, I was talking to friends about the fact that at some point Thanos is going to have to rip the stone out of the, uh, Vision's head. Yeah. You had already sussed that, had you? Well, I mean, you know, he's trying to get all the stones and one's right there in Vision's head. This is before they started talking about potentially getting it out. Yeah. And yeah, 
in it, it's it's kind of it looks really brutal, but it's more gentle than I pictured it happening. He just kind of reaches in, takes it, and pulls it out. Uh, it, it's yeah, a really well done. I think it's the way he disposes of his body afterwards. Yeah, like yeah. it's quite brutal. It's so cold. He's mm. so. He just uh, drops it, yeah. Yeah, because of the way he is yeah. with Tony Stark and says, I will let you live or I will let half the human, you know. Mm. He's, he seems to have this kind of, um, sorry to go into the Thanos bit earlier, but he seems to have this compassionate <laughs> side. Yeah. And yeah. yet that is just, you're something I need, and just drops it. Drop, drops it. Vision is um, just directly yeah, just, in his way. Yeah. And mm. yeah. It's no, there's yeah. no feeling there. It's quite, it's cold. It's it's yeah. very cold. It's eerie. Yeah. Anyway. So, compassionate. I I'm not. I'm, I don't think he's compassionate. Anyway, let, let's come back to that. Maybe. Um, sure. So anyway, the six stones are now there. So this is it. This is it. He can now destroy half the universe. He's got what he needed. Mm-hmm. And this is where the shock, the shock starts hitting you that half the people on the screen start disintegrating. As he says, Thor he comes down. To... Oh, with his axe, hits Thanos through the chest right. with his axe. Yes, that's right. And whilst his axe is embedded in Thanos, Thanos says, "You should have gone for the head," and snaps his fingers and then teleports away. Yes, that's right. So half the start disintegrating. I did write this down, and I'm going to have to read it because I don't, I don't, I'll not remember otherwise. So the mm-hmm. the superheroes that disintegrate in front of our very eyes in a really chilling scene. Yeah, in a, yeah, are Winter Soldier. Black Panther, Groot, Wanda, Falcon, Mantis, Drax, Quill, and Doctor Strange. And, shocking, Spider-Man. Oh, that's the one that hits hardest, man. We Spider-Man, and he didn't know what was happening. I don't know if I've mentioned it, but I quite like Spider-Man, so that one, <laughs> that one really, you know, hit hard for me. Yeah, I think that's that's where that's where them aging him down as well made it intensify oh, that whole sequence of like he's just, but he's just a boy, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and certain people and take it well. Certain people and... aren't really reacting, but man, he is. Yeah, he's taking it really, really hard. He's yeah. he's freaking out, and it's it's difficult to watch. It's, yeah. it's yeah, really emotionally impactful. Yeah. So if they if they've all gone, that means the the ones that are left then are Thor, Captain America, Nat, Banner, Stroke, Hulk, Rhodes, Iron Man, and Rocket. Yeah, it's something that you don't fully realize immediately, or at least I didn't realize immediately. But apart from Hawkeye, that we haven't seen and we don't know what's happened to uh-huh. the cast of the Avengers, is there? Mm-hmm. Um, the yes. original. Avengers are there. Ah, okay. Ah, so it is. I, mean, I so don't it, think it, I had it, appreciated that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so it's, it's all. It, it, uh-huh. It's still absolutely really, really shocking, but after a while you go, ah, okay, hold on. Ah, I okay. can see how it, it might not have been random from the screenwriter's point of view because the original uh-huh. cast, again, apart from Hawkeye, we don't know what's happening with him, is still there. So, yes, it's the original Avengers plus Rocket, though, because Rocket's still there. Th- there are also a couple more that are there, but, but the people the who are Avengers. in that first film... Yeah. Right. Okay. Are, are generally yeah, yeah. still around. Okay. So Rocket is still around. Nebula and Nebula is with Iron Man on Titan. Those are the only two that are still there on Titan. Yeah, is that that's is that pretty much it? Yeah. Mm. No, Okoye is there. Okoye is there. Oh yeah. Um, she wasn't an original Avenger. Yes, that's right. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this is the kind of shock that we've been talking about all the way along. And just to kind of finish up then, the very end scene is is quite sad music. Thanos sitting in a cave, quite kind of thoughtful. And then it just on the says, porch of quite a nice little farmhouse. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, I've got it in my head. Sunset. He was watching. Yeah, he was watching a. He was watching a landscape in front. He's of watching him. the sunrise on a grateful universe, which yeah. is a line that he says earlier in the oh, film. Okay. Mm. So he thinks he's complete. He's pleased that he's completed what he saw as a necessary, as a necessary quest. And it, does, it says and right I think at the end, Thanos will return. Oh, is that what it says in the credits? I didn't remember that. Yeah. Okay. Thanos will return. It does. That was quite a long summary. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, it was. In 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 terms of us, that was a forty minute summary. Hopefully, I can get that down a bit. Yeah, you'll, but, geez, yeah. <laughs> but there was quite a lot. There was a lot in that film. That's the whole point. There was a lot. That's there the was a lot. And it's, there it's, was so much I think in the there. longest film so far. And it, it, the thing yeah. about this film is, and I think one of the reasons that it does not feel long, yeah. is that it moves at such a breakneck pace. Yeah. I mean. It doesn't feel like it's rushing at any point, but every single scene is just stuff is happening. Whether it's introducing new characters, sorry, old characters, or furthering Mm. the plot, or Thanos getting a stone, or really important flashbacks that flesh out Thanos' character. Mm -hmm. It's there's always stuff on it to the point where one of the things that was actually quite tough whilst watching this film one was that I needed the loo about a third of the way through and there's no <laughs> scene in the film that isn't phenomenal like th- there's no good time to yeah. go to the yeah. toilet during Infinity War you couldn't War. just nip out <laughs> no absolutely yeah. not yeah. The slower beats are very important. The slower beats with Thanos and Gamora are mm. very, very important in in generating an under an understanding of where that where he's coming from and where his whole background is coming from because there hasn't actually been too much of an introduction of Thanos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been so shrouded in mystery. There's been a bit here, a bit there, a bit. Mm. So even though it's slower beats, you couldn't just go. I'll just nip out. <laughs> you'd come back and be like well you have just missed something really yes. important yeah. <laughs> so this yeah. um, this kind of feeds into a point that I know that you have Ross which is essentially the idea of you know sort of maybe agreeing with Thanos a little bit and also the Thanos is sort of the protagonist of the film the only character that yeah. they actually bother to give any characterization to is Thanos. Everyone else, hmm. their yeah. scenes, even the slow ones, apart from maybe Wonder and Vision at the beginning, are all kind of plot related. The slower yeah. scenes with Captain America yeah. is them going yeah. to meet Rhodes, then going to Wakanda, you know. there's It's always moving yeah. on, apart from the, the slow bits where it goes into Thanos' backstory or, you know, Thanos having yeah. a chat with Gamora or Thanos talking to Gamora and Nebula. It's that He is really the one that they focus in on. Mm. So what, what, yeah. you've, got, you've, got a, you've got some good points here, I remember, Ross. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think I think yeah, I think you're you're right. He he, in terms of that characterization and developing that, it's the only person who you get to you know everybody already. You've met mm. everybody, so you get mm. to know and understand him, and you don't seem to get a counter argument too much to what he's saying. If that makes sense, other than yeah. well, obviously we know that killing wiping out half the universe is wrong, but he, I think it's that thing of like. He's not methodically doing it. 
He leaves it up to random, so there seems something mm-hmm. sort of fair about that. Does that make sense? It's like he's kind of like taking it out of his own hands a little bit. Yeah, he, he's not. Yeah, he, he's yeah. showing that he's not going to like keep the people that he likes alive. Or yeah, yeah, and, and I think we there's that thing of there's almost that scene at the end once he snaps his fingers that maybe he's might not survive because he goes yeah. somewhere ah. that we don't really know, and you're like, oh, is he in? I don't know, heaven for one I mean, a better idea. I don't know if it's a part afterlife. of the film. It doesn't really address it, but yeah. there's definitely... It plays around with the fact that it doesn't answer the question of whether he was included in the snap. I think it leaves the door completely open that he was half expecting to yeah. uh, also disappear. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't actually thought I mean, of that. Maybe he took himself out of it yeah. so that he could, you know... Make sure that it, maybe he just was like, "I'll make an exception for me." Yeah, but it. I think it's reasonable to assume that he was counting himself. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh, there yeah. seems oh, lack okay. of ego there because if he was, yes. for all intents and purposes, wanting to be God, he would need to maintain this because. He, so, he, but he doesn't. Seem, there doesn't seem to have been that ego of where he'll say, "Well, I'll stay around." He could possibly be mm-hmm. gone, but I think there's just that thing of. I agree with you, Aileen. He's not compassionate, but he shows mm. some sort of respect, maybe, towards mm. Iron Man, Tony Stark, and says, mm-hmm. okay, because I respect you, I would he shows mm. no respect for uh, Vision no. of him as a, of, a, a being and an entity of any sort, mm. whereas everyone's sort of going, oh, but he is a being, he is an entity, he is... He is uh, a right to life, almost, uh, mm-hmm. in some ways, with Bruce Banner mm-hmm. and stuff, where they talk about how they could maybe extract the stone and keep him alive. They're very much, well, he mm-hmm. should live. That's, mm-hmm. you know, he's a being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But to Thanos, he just, he's a means to an end. And he just disposes what? of him without any sort of th- remorse towards that. I think that's what makes it kind of ties in with what makes him such a compelling villain because he's got this softer side which you can definitely see in his conversations with Gamora, Gamora. And, uh-huh. you know it, but he doesn't he, he's not really got a cruel side it, it doesn't come out at any point he's either being soft with someone and you know clearly showing that he cares or he's just moving towards his goal he he doesn't yeah. really waste time once he gets the stone in each place mm. apart from capturing Gamora which mm. is to get another stone, essentially. Yeah. Hmm. You know, as as soon as he gets the reality stone, he then leaves. He doesn't kill the rest of the Guardians just because he can. When he gets the time stone on Titan, he doesn't kill anyone else. He honours his words by sparing Mm -hmm. Tony. He doesn't Mm -hmm. seem to be doing things maliciously. He's just... He knows that everyone disagrees with him and he's just going about his business anyway. And it doesn't seem like he's, yeah, really vindictively targeting these people that are trying with everything they have to stop him. And there's no, it's quite anarchic, there's no moral judgment there. He's not saying, as most religions do, if you're good, you'll be saved. He's yeah. not mm-hmm. making any moral judgments on who deserves to live. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just total random because the logic is half half the people have to go, so just randomly yeah. select half the people. Yeah. Yeah. It's He's set up so well to have that motivation in yeah. this film by his, yeah. it happening to his planet. His planet was destroyed because of overpopulation. Yeah. And, and so you, he was essentially just, in his own mind, proved right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's the thing. There's, there's, it, there's all this argument. Not argument. You're basically being given this one side of the argument, which is probably why I should watch Endgame, because then I'll see the other side of the argument. Um, but, <laughs> but it is that, you know, there's that it's been built up of that thing of... of 
not that he's right, but there's a there's a almost a justification. I mean, he is he is vindictive. He's awful to his to thingy um, his other daughter. He tortures her. Oh, Nebula. Nebula. Yeah, he's Nebula. not very Nebula, caring there. Yeah. Horrifically so. I was like, I'll just snap on that. It's fine. But again, that is that kind mm-hmm. of to get a goal of something. I think to speak to that understanding his goal, it's it's got the good stuff that a film needs, which is you can understand the villain's goal and they have mm-hmm. clear logic behind it, which they've had a couple of times in the MCU. But yeah. I think what makes him so special is that he takes it a step further and you can also... He's strangely likable in a mm-hmm. way that isn't just charisma. It's you, you can see where he's coming from to an extent that I don't think you have to just to enjoy him as a villain. I think they make him more personable and more yeah. sympathetic doesn't seem like the right words, but y- it's just they make him believable. He's a rounded character. Yeah. You can see Yeah. 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 It, he's not... not cartoonishly evil. He cares no. about certain no. things, yeah. you know. He's he's not killing his henchmen when they fail him just to prove a point to the other henchmen and stuff. It's just yeah. Yeah. if yeah. an incredibly powerful psychopath was trying to do that, it would probably look somewhat similar to Thanos. Like yeah. he just he seems like a relatively believable type of character in this unbelievable setting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, he challenges he challenges belief forms of he's doing something for the good of the many in terms of a big thing that I I was a big mm-hmm. Trekkie when I was a kid so there was a big thing of like the good mm-hmm. of the many outweighs the good of the few or the one he will sacrifice something personal the one thing he loves I mean he, yeah. He, yeah. He, mm. he doesn't he doesn't really show a thought about it but he does show that he cares he still just mm. grabs her and chucks her come on mm-hmm. off uh, mm. and kills her but he does have the moment of oh I didn't you know and so he mm. he doesn't really gain anything. Although he gets what he wants in the end, there's no personal gain. Yeah. yeah. He's not the... I mean, he is the ruler of all because he has the, the gauntlet and all the Infinity Stones. He could but be, he's I think, not, is the idea, yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't he seem doesn't, interested in it. It's the logic. No. He's got to follow the logic. Yeah. 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 And I think that, that kind of fleshes out the the idea and i this wasn't mine i can't remember where i first heard this that he is the protagonist yeah because the film both opens and closes with thanos it mm-hmm. opens with yeah. someone talking about thanos and then thanos's introduction and it ends with a shot of him he has all of the agency in the story everyone else yeah. is essentially just reacting to yeah, what thanos is doing him. whilst he's yeah. pushing the story forwards he yeah. overcomes hardship he sacrifices he has his beliefs yeah. tested and he overcomes them he he yeah. has the closest to a hero's journey in this story with the narrative writing technique a hero's yeah. journey i don't know if it matches perfectly mm. but yeah. he undergoes all of the things that a protagonist normally does yeah. whereas all of these actual protagonists, heroes that we've been yeah. seeing all along the time are just the obstacles that the protagonist of the film overcomes. They're just, yeah. they're just providing really the action It's really interesting scenes. to turn them into that. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's a very, so it's a very, it's a very challenging film. I really like it because it, from where they've gone in these series of films, which probably Alien would be, having been starting this journey this year, has seen going. Eh, it's a bit. They're nice. They're funnier than I was expecting, mm. but they're not. You know, they're, <laughs> to then going. All right, they're really subverting things a bit and challenging themselves mm. and yeah. challenging the genre, which is good because if they didn't, 
by the time we've got to this point in those films, you'd be like, there's a really hardcore audience, but you're not really going to continue other people coming back to see it. Yeah. There's so many people that I know who have watched these films that I'm like, you like superhero movies? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, but what? That's <laughs> so not, you know. And, and I think that's been great because they've, they've subverted the genre and challenged the genre and I think there's a lot of good films that, that do that. I mean, that. yeah. T- talking about switching it up, like switching up genres with Thor Ragnarok, this is the ultimate version yeah. of that. Like totally. Subverting the entire superhero thing. They all conformed to a certain set of rules. Mm. This really, really switches it up in a way that other films haven't. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But they, they kind of... They needed the they needed the luxury in a way of all the films that went before to set up a lot of the stories in order to be able to do that so effectively. You couldn't have done it just within mm. the space of one film. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah. yeah. You know, so that, I, that's, I think that's it, why it hits so hard because you know all of these characters. Yeah. Which which yeah. also actually leads into another part of it, which is the film would not work as a single standalone film because despite the fact that so much happens in it and it's constantly moving the plot forward, this film absolutely does not pause to recap anything. No. I mean, no. the film is basically half character introductions, which I love about it. Every yeah. character introduction is fantastic. There's the Captain America bit, there's the Guardians with Robber Man playing, there's the bit where they're about to go to Wakanda and the drums come in and yeah. it's really cool. It's It's constant character introductions, which is really satisfying and... It, they never pause to go like, remember yeah. Bucky? Bucky's point in the story at this is that, so now he has the mind control taken out. They're calling him the White Wolf at the moment. He's feeling like they, they just go, Bucky's go. here, let's move on yeah. to the next scene. Yeah. They do that with <laughs> Bucky, but they also do that with Captain America. They also yeah. do that with Vision and Scarlet Witch to an extent. They just, they the film keeps on moving and it just keep really keeps this, you know, yeah. feeling of, yeah. oh. I've got, uh, yeah, I've even got Iron Man and Spidey quick exposition. Just, it's just rapid yep. fire the whole time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and in the middle of all this, you know, upending everyone's expectations and and um, and the way to make a film and getting it also brilliantly right, they still manage to have all these funny kind of classic yeah. Avenger moments yes you know the banter between them all and that juxtaposition of all these different superheroes from different realms and different time just having um really comic moments together i thought it was brilliant yeah yeah i mean although the podcast is mainly focusing on us finally being able to talk about these things and share these experiences to reference something that you won't have seen this film whilst being way more dire than anything else in the mcu and you know having incredibly heavy consequences and having quite a dark and very sad end and tone throughout a lot of it is still much funnier and more enjoyable to watch than the Superman film that came out a little while ago, Man of Steel, which is about (laughs) Superman, (laughs) a guy that wears his pants over his tights. That (laughs) film was so dire and dark and depressing. And this film about, you know, the end of half of the lives in the universe manages to, you know, keep you entertained and chuckling throughout. It's it's amazing that they managed to pull that off in the right way and it doesn't feel like oh these jokes are ruining the tone yeah no not at no. all and you, you you revel in seeing your characters bantering with each other i yeah, love this yes. i love the um the peter quill and thor bit where yeah. peter starts talking like him is 
just hilarious. Yeah. I don't and, know whether that's the characters or the actors having great chemistry or, or a combination of both. But man, they're just great on screen together. Yeah, that, that was yeah. brilliant. And the other, the other brilliant bit I loved, if we're now moving into the great great lines or the great moments section, I also loved the bit where when after Captain America's turned up with his longer hair and his beard and, and um, <laughs> Thor, Thor says to him, hmm, Notice you've copied my beard. Oh man, there there are a lot of really good little throwaway lines like that. When Groot says, "I am Groot," and Captain America goes, "I am Steve Rogers," that's just ah, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> like they're really they've really thought of like because the, they're so pressed for time, they find the best little interactions that could happen, and they give yeah. all of those interactions to the audience. It's very yeah. well thought. Yeah, out. the the the, the Spider Man introduction to Doctor Strange as well is that I'm. You know, hi, yeah. I'm Peter yeah. Parker, I'm Doctor Strange. Oh, we're using our made-up names. Right. I mean... uh, it's um, how fine. we keep that humour in things is is a testament to it because yeah, it doesn't it doesn't cut mm. away from the the setting of scenes that they, they do of how big a bigger thing no. they make things. There's mm. there's mm. one thing in terms of like we're talking about sort of those little themes of sacrifice, there's one thing we haven't really touched on at all, which is just Mm-hmm. Is one of my main reasons to to looking forward to breaking my uh, my own <laughs> Thanos quest of not watching Endgame. Um, yeah, is yeah. that the problem with the Hulk, and mm-hmm. that the Hulk yeah. is what scared, yes. ashamed, defeated, and will not come out. Yeah, if Thor coming down, going bring me Thanos when he comes down and Joe's favorite mm. bit. What's the Hulk mm. going to be like? Because that surely got to happen in some way or form. But I don't know. I don't know if it will or it won't. It's yeah. It's something that suddenly, when I was watching it and thinking about doing and uh, chatting with you guys again, I went, "Yeah, that is really not explained." It's like it's very much no, left. No, it's not explained a, at all. It's a lot of expectation because. We've spoken a lot about the fact that Hulk is probably one of the most compelling characters throughout the MCU. I really like his characterization in basically every film that he's in. There's always some really, really cool moments, and there's just something about that character. It's why people use the phrase Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde to describe that type of character. I think for a lot of people, you could use the phrase, it's like a Hulk type of character, and everyone would understand what you're going for as well. He's just as iconic almost at this point. And it's setting up, you know, the, the MCU is coming to a culmination. They've got to wrap up a lot of different story arcs. And it yeah. it's really uh, leaves leaves one of the films right at the end with a really interesting cliffhanger of what's going on with Hulk with and Batman. Hulk, yeah, 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 another exactly. interesting twist going on. Ah, them. so we've got more to come in that. No, yeah, he's not in the other ones, Mum. He, uh, it's really weird. It's like he didn't get snapped, but he's just not in them, Mum. Yeah. Yeah, they just never mention it. I thought there was a rule <laughs> on this podcast that you don't mock Mums. <laughs> Sorry, that's very. I think true, you've, for, I think was, you've uh, forgotten that rule. <laughs> yeah, that was um, that that was very unpodcast of me, Mum. I apologise uh, for that. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's going to be a, a an inter- uh, It's one of those things where I had thought about, and then I've, the more and more I've sort of uh, there's someone that I work with who like said you haven't watched Endgame, which is a response mm. I've got a lot, which is fair enough, you know. I mean, but. It it is slightly crazy that you haven't seen it. I mean, yeah. I can respect it. I respect you as a person and all of this. I I do yeah. not really <laughs> understand. I like I I get I get your point of the whole 
you love Thanos so much in this film. Part of it was that you were worried about him not living up to that in a, yeah. in a later film. But I mean, uh, yeah, I I can't imagine getting this far in and going, yeah, you know what? Know Halfway it. through the climax, <laughs> that's where I'm gonna finish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I watched I watched up to Harry Potter like halfway through the last one, but I don't need to see them actually yeah. fight Voldemort at the end. No, I was bored of them camping, to be there. honest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, I don't actually yeah. need to see whether they get the ring to Mount Doom. Let's just, you know, turn it off halfway through that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, there is, it is ridiculous. I do understand it. But it is that kind of thing of like, I don't, I, yeah, they've been so brave and subverted the, the genre so much that it's kind of like, oh, is it just going to be, ah, don't worry, one of them got the time stone and just went back and. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know. That's mm-hmm. I, I don't want it to be that easy. You know, yes. I don't want it to be like. I think, I, I think I said the last time. I don't, I don't want the doctor to turn up and just go, "Great Scott, Tony, we gotta do something about Thanos." <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. All of the Avengers are slowly feel... fading out of the Polaroid. <laughs> What's mm-hmm. their play? Yeah. Uh, what's the song yeah. that he's playing? Like Johnny B. Good or something? Johnny B. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe that is a film I want to see. Maybe some kind of par- you know, parody film. But yeah, um, <laughs> I just don't want it to be so simple as Hawkeye sneaks mm. in and does something. Or if Hawkeye's around, who knows? Or, yeah, Hawkeye know. just sneaks in. He Whatever. shoots his little arrow that can also hack Aye. computers into Thanos' Aye. computer yeah. and just hacks them all back in. <laughs> Yeah, job done yeah, yeah something yeah yeah so yeah but yeah i i am i am quite looking forward to that kind of thing and also uh, rocket as well cause he's mm. shown a sympathetic side and stuff of, of listening to thor i'm quite i feel bad for him oh, he's, the only, he's, he's the only one left he lost like root again yeah yeah, yeah. he, he yeah. doesn't That's know it but he's lost his entire team yeah yeah yeah, you know, he, he's just he's just waiting to find out what what's happened to the rest of them. He has no yeah, idea yeah. where they are or whether yeah. they're okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess that that leads us quite nicely into talking about some specific characters, if we'd like to. There are a lot in this film. Are there any that we'd like to pull out that aren't Thanos? I think Rocket is a great place to start because, man, the best the best character in the Guardians of the Galaxy continues to be <laughs> incredibly great. I mean, his yeah. kind of relationship with Thor, where he's kind of taking on the role of captain, trying it on a little bit. Yeah, his relationship funny. with Peter, where it's like, Peter says to him, for the record, I know that you're only going there because it's where Thanos isn't. And you're wondering, like, why is Rocket going there? He's just consistently compelling. And putting him with mm. Thor is a brilliant team up. They also thought those through very well. Is mm. there anyone that you guys would like to highlight out? Oh, I wasn't expecting that one, Joe. I mean, I can just go straight away again if you'd like. Yeah, on you go. <laughs> Man, Scarlet Witch is just so cool, and Vision as well. I love, uh, I love their entire section. The bit in Edinburgh is brilliant. Mm, their parts yeah. of the fight in Wakanda are probably the best parts in the Wakanda fight, apart from the Thor jumping bit. <laughs> they just and the, like maybe Spider Man dying is more emotionally impactful, but. Man, that bit where she's blowing up the stone, it's so well done yeah. and it's so well acted. Like, man, those characters have had such a brilliant arc. They they only joined yeah, in Age of Ultron yeah. and they're by far some of the most compelling characters yeah. in the MCU, yeah, I, think I think. I yeah, really, good. really like them. Yeah. Yeah, they've 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 certainly rounded they rounded them out a lot more than say someone like um Falcon 
who's who's been really really good. I've really enjoyed his relationship with Cap and how he's hmm. kind of developed with him and stuff. That's been, but yeah, they haven't they haven't necessarily given him oh, as gosh. rounded a a story yeah. maybe as that hmm. uh, and given him that kind of interest of kind of. It kind of went like you said, with uh, especially in this film, like what has happened is they've gone rogue, uh, as it were. So he's kind of gone yeah. part of that. Um, I mean, even Rhodes, who's been in the MCU since film yeah. two, he 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 was yeah. crippled in the last film, and there's barely any characterization with it. Yeah, there's. I felt a little. Sorry, bit I was cutting of, you off. That's all right. Like they uh, they just I don't know. Falcon and Rhodes just kind of were in the same room together very easily. And I get that it mm. had to be quick. It had to be, but you know, you've got to. They had to move things on. They couldn't really spend that mm. much time in it. But it felt icky. Is mm. it? Is mm. would be that would be my one. That's my. That's me just being really picky. You know that way. You're like, I'm tr- I feel like I'm trying to find something, but it's like even then, I'm I'm not that bothered <laughs> about it too much. It doesn't podcast. really. Yeah, <laughs> you, you got to find something to something. say that isn't something that everyone has said before. I don't think I've made a single original point the entire episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm just talking about how great it is when Thor's jumping and there's lightning around. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, having said that, yeah, I mean, the return of Cap. As uh, I as as yeah. got my four ticks. I don't know why I ticked it four times, other than just I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> it was just brilliant when he just came back and was just I don't know something very iconic about about mm. Captain America and how they've used his the, yeah. the icon of him. Like you say, Joe, he's completely changed. He's now yeah. the beard, the long hair. He's darker uh, in suit, mm. the, in tone. Mm. Whereas before he was like, I'm Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. It's like well. Several things aren't followed through in the best way from Civil War. I think Rhodes is pretty emblematic of the, you know, them throwing the consequences to the side type of thing. Yeah. I think specifically Cap and Tony are two really good examples of character arcs that are very satisfying coming out of Civil War. Him, you know, just being completely done with the system. He talks to Uh uh, Ross, but the way that he just completely disregards... Ross yeah. is just it, it feels like a really natural way for his character to be continuing just kind of really disillusioned he's been disillusioned for a while now he's just <laughs> I'm just not dealing with you guys who say that you're in control anymore I know that the best hands are my own I'm not having this conversation anymore Yeah, is is very very satisfying to see and then it's also just incredibly satisfying to see all of the paranoia that Tony has had in all of these films making him look crazy in front of all of the other people you know yeah. showing all of these risks that he's been taking in making Ultron and that going terribly and stuff to potentially have been justified because they didn't listen to Tony because yeah. Captain America is the guy that knows right and we're the best hands are our own. They didn't yeah. listen to Tony and they lost. And yeah. he was essentially just everything that he was doing and warning people about has been proven right in the worst way possible. Yeah. Yeah. So also just a very satisfying culmination. You know, the when he has his first line with Thanos and Thanos knows who he is yeah. and he says, Thanos says, you're not the only one who's cursed with knowledge and Tony gets to speak mm-hmm. to Thanos and goes, mm-hmm. my only curse is you. And you can really feel the weight of that because he's yeah. had Thanos pestering him he, yeah. in the back of his mind since the Avengers and it's, you know, yeah. all of his nightmares are just suddenly there and coming yeah. true. And it's, yeah, just chilling and epic and Man, Infinity was a good film. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see. <laughs> oh, 
what was Alex's theory about what they should have done with Scarlet Witch? Yeah, I guess we could try and see if we can squeeze in a quick how Alec would have done it right section. Yeah. He's he's. I think this might be his best idea. One of his points about the MCU in general is that the mis- they misuse Black Widow. They chuck her oh, in fight Black scenes not, um, yeah. when she shouldn't be there. Uh, and I think, it's, I think it's a pretty good point. They do generally ignore her skill set. There's certain times where I think it's fine for her to be in the fights because they want a cool shot of all the Avengers. And she is one of the Avengers yeah. and it would feel weird if she weren't there. Yeah. But his point is that the for the Wakanda fight, you've got so many people there anyway. Mm-hmm. She shouldn't have been on the front lines. That's not her skill set at all. They should have had yeah. a little scene where Thanos's forces were trying to infiltrate and get to Vision. And then all of the lights go out and she starts taking out all of these things counter-espionage style and giving mm-hmm. her her moment like that. Because she is one of the more ignored Avengers. We joke about Hawkeye, yeah. but I think everyone's kind of okay with that. Romanov is kind of like fleshed out to the point where you want her to be there a little bit more and for her yeah. them to pay a bit more attention to her. And she doesn't quite get that. She is just on the front lines fighting yeah, with it, her yeah. little pistols. Yeah. And it's just... Yeah, giving her something more spy espionage to do whilst still being a cool, fun character mm. in a cool, fun scene would have been a bit more yeah. satisfying. It would have been a bit more know. imaginative. But they don't do female characters very well anyway. They already know that about the MCU. Not super well. I think this is one of the films where it's less apparent. I think yeah. they have you know they focus on a lot of the strong characters that they have built up over the course of the MCU. Gamora's mm. great. Yeah. Her relationship with Thanos is fleshed out really well. Yeah. And Nebula as well comes through too. Yeah, Nebula yeah. as well. I mean, yeah. like I say, it's difficult to pull out examples because not very many of the Avengers get that much characterization mm-hmm. no. in this. I mean, yeah. I guess yeah. there are more men that do, which is fair. But yeah, yeah it's mainly it's mainly Thanos. Again, who is a dude? So yeah, fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Um, maybe at this stage we should mention the final credits scene as well because I think that gave away yeah. a clue that passed me by actually which yeah. is um, okay. Nick Fury and Agent Hill disintegrate as yeah. well Yeah, but mm. not before Fury has managed to press the button on a wee pager thing yes and a little mm-hmm. logo comes up and I didn't recognise the logo yeah. but it is you what didn't is recognise the logo no, I didn't did I tell you in the last thing I don't. I don't know if I would have told you what it was. It's it's a superheroes logo. I guess maybe I can give you a clue. the The symbol in the middle, I think I'll leave out. But it kind of splits the little pager screen in two. I think I think it does this, and one half is red and one half is blue, and it almost looks a bit like an M that it splits. It oh, in. I thought it was yep. uh, two, I thought it was all red. It's Captain Marvel. You must have told ah, me. I did tell you in the you last one. You must have told me. Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. who knows, Mum? Maybe you figured it out. It's lost no, I didn't time. We'll never no, I remember be able now. to know. <laughs> it was when you said it was yeah, a name, it's... and I thought, all right, okay, now I do remember. I was, I was... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's the Captain Marvel symbol. I had to Google it afterwards yeah. as well. I'm not, I wasn't super familiar with Captain Marvel right. before this point. I, I knew the main Avengers, but I didn't know the Guardians of the Galaxy before the MCU and stuff. I was Googling a lot of these end credit scenes afterwards. <laughs> okay. But yes, Captain Marvel will be one of the films coming up soon shall we so, turn our attention what, to yeah, the future and what we're going to be watching yeah fantastic yeah. so in potentially the most frustrating thing that the mcu ever did there are two films in between this and endgame <laughs> which we've been talking about which is the name of the second half of the big avengers ensemble thing next 
Oh, I was about to say next week, but we are very far away from a weekly yeah. upload schedule <laughs> yeah. now. Next episode, we're going to yeah. be watching Ant-Man and the Wasp, the sequel mm-hmm. to Ant-Man. And then we've got Captain Marvel after that. And right. then we've okay. got Endgame. So we've got two more, who knows how long it'll take us to record and release them, years before we're going to be watching Endgame. <laughs> but uh, in real life, at the time when these were coming out, that was a really long time to wait in I'm between sure Infinity War like and Endgame. Yeah. And you Boy, haven't seen I mean, these, Ross, have you seen these in, these two intervening no, films? No, I haven't then? seen Ant-Man and the Wasp or Captain Marvel, oh, okay. which I will probably do actually because I've got mm. a bit of time so I could probably yeah mm. I I should actually get them watch and, and enjoy them but yeah to to prolong my end game <laughs> <laughs> the they're, they're an interesting two films Ant-Man and the Wasp I'd say is fun but close to average at a time when you don't want to be watching a close to average film you want to Not be after. carrying on with the Not MCU after Infinity War and no Captain Marvel is a very controversial film that has a lot of stuff surrounding it. Personally, for me, a lot of things don't work about it, but there's a lot to delve into with Captain Marvel. It's not a cut and dry, it's not a good film type of thing. There's stuff that works, there's stuff that doesn't. I'm very much looking forward to watching Captain Marvel again and seeing how we feel. But next week, we'll be returning to Scott Lang and Ant-Man, one of the two mysteriously absent superheroes that we... Uh, yep. knew of that was not in Infinity yep. War. So we're going to find out where he was and what he was doing up. Uh, if he's what, not what disintegrated. He if he's not disintegrated, it's true. I will tell you straight away, because it took me a minute to figure it out, this is set before Infinity War. Ah, okay. Okay, Yes. thank you. That probably helps me. Oh, yes. So when they're when they're going about their daily business and they're not all talking about how half yeah. of the life on, okay. the, on okay. Earth has been disintegrated, that's because yeah, it hasn't been yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Right. Fantastic. So, I think that's us sorted. Looking forward to the future. I think we've pretty much covered best lines and best bits. Let's just assume mm-hmm. that everything that we mentioned mm-hmm. in the episode was a best bit or best line because the whole <laughs> film is great. You can't go to the lead during it. So, I think there's not much else for us to do apart from to thank you, Ross, for being yeah. on the podcast. Much appreciated. I hope you enjoyed yeah. yourself. Thank you. Is Have it... you got anything that you'd like to plug? I, I, did, you I definitely the... did. <laughs> anything I'd like to plug? I suppose the only thing that I'd like to plug is is the shop that I work in called Magnificent Marrow in Rains Park. It's uh, a beautiful uh, greengrocer's shop. It's a what? It's a what shop? Sorry. Uh, a beautiful greengrocer's. <laughs> What's funny about that? Yeah, yeah. It's just, just a fun great to thing say. to plug. This, this, this is the type of podcast that we have. Other people yeah. come in and plug other podcasts or projects that they're doing yeah. and stuff. We've we've got the hot tips on green grocers. You want and you want a fresh power. marrow? Now you know where to go. Yeah, <laughs> we have got all your Christmas needs covered. Yeah, we want a roof for your door, a tree. We got it. If you need a turkey, we got it. Just you know. Russell Sprout Towers as well. Everything, everything you can possibly want. And the more. full shebang, the full plug. Very nicely done, Ross. <laughs> I mean, we've got a grab bag of different catchphrases we can use to go out here. But Ross, would you like to make one up as the guest? You have the honour if you'd like it. The catchphrase, uh, MCU later, is that the one I'm... It's such a good one. Really, really nice. Yeah, good job, Ross. (laughs) Good job, Joe. (laughs) Good job, (laughs) Mum. You have been listening to My Mum Missed Marvel. 
Created by and starring Joe Walker and Aileen Walker. Edited by Joe Walker. Music by Kevin Chute and graphics by Alex Carby. That was the one.